Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Viking star. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome in Purple Access as we uh, get set for the NFL Scouting Combine. As always, it's Judd. We'll actually Declan out, so it's AJ in for Declan. And my good friend Chip Scoggin, Star Tribune sports columnist. And uh, Chip, as the Combine gets set to kick off, an event that uh, I think really marks the start of, of the off season in earnest. Um, mm-hmm. Let's start here. What are you most curious about storyline wise? Because the combine is a potpourri of, of uh, draft prospects, obviously workouts who doesn't throw, but also, you know, you start to have meetings between teams and agents for free agents. And then more importantly, the illegal tampering period begins as well. So yeah. where would you like to start as far as points of interest to you? For me, it's more of the Vikings business unrelated to the draft. I mean, the combine used to be all about the draft. Now it's more about where league business really picks up steam. Uh, so to me, the two headliners are Cousins and Jefferson. Um, I think that's, this will probably be the first, um, and it, not the first conversation, obviously between Jefferson and, and the Vikings, but I, I bet it heats up. Um, I bet we'll have some news floated out of the Indianapolis. Is it, it's still an indie, right? They're not still moving an it around the other place. It's Didn't been bid it out. moving it around. They bid it out and Indy got it back for like two years or something like that. So. Yeah. Um, uh, keep it in Indy. It's a great place for it. I agree. Located. It's great. Yeah. Um, but I, anyway, I, I would guess that we'll probably hear some reports float out of, uh, Indy, uh, about Jefferson and kind of what they're looking for his side. Um, I would think probably we'll, we're going to have to get some clarity on, on cousins here fairly shortly. Right. In terms of, are you going to extend him or, uh, let him, I, I just, John, I don't think they're going to let him play out of lame duck here I agree. Uh, this year. I think I it's going to be a, a short extension and for two years. Um, so I think those are the two most pressing issues, but you know, we may hear from uh, the Viking side on a little more clarity on what they're going to do with Thielen, what they're going to do with uh, some of these big ticket, you know, is, is the Darius uh, Harrison Smith. Um, you know, I don't know. If we'll get definitive answers on guys that get restructured, but I, I think we'll, there might be a little bit of um, chatter about that. So let's go back to uh, the two primary guys that you brought up there. First of all, with Jefferson, I think it's going to be a little bit contentious, just a little bit because it's going to be such a huge contract ask. And he, and again, I'll say for the thousandth time, he deserves it. 
ultimately, I think it gets done. Um, but I mean, Chip, we, we've covered enough of these things. It's rarely just smooth sailing. Like ordinarily, there's bumps, especially because we sort of get play by play from because, you know, leaks come from teams and probably more importantly, yeah. agents. Do you expect that? Because I just don't I, I struggle to think it's just going to be. Well, he asked for the moon and the sun and we gave it to him. Yeah, this is not some mid-round pick where you're going to be slotted in. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be smooth sailing because uh, there is pressure on a player side from the PA to set the, set the market, right? I mean, you're always, you always want to keep elevating those salaries for the next guy. Um, and we're talking about a wide receiver who's going to get paid like a quarterback. Yes. So that in itself, um, how it's structured, you know, the average salary per year, all that is going to be – it's going to be difficult because I have to imagine when this is done, Jefferson is going to be the highest paid receiver, right? In the NFL. If he's not, he's not here. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're I mean, and so anytime you're, you're setting the bar, that's, I, I don't think that's going to be a smooth process. So, I mean, uh, what is it? Hill? Is it 30 million is his average yeah. salary? Yes. I have to think that's a starting point, right? For Jefferson. Oh, I think it starts above that. Don't you? But I don't think he's going below. That's what I'm saying. It's like hell no, you know. So uh, he's going to look to go higher than that. So yep. you're talking about quarterback money now. Um, so I don't know how long it'll drag on, um, but I think it has to get done this off. Not technically, there's not a deadline this off season, but realistically, don't you believe it has to get done this off season? Because you do not want this dragging out. Jefferson does not want this dragging out and risk the injury and all that. Right, and plus, if if you do. Um... The contract won't officially obviously kick in for two years, but you can start to spread out the cap hit too, which helps you a little bit. Yeah. So, so yeah. like, I'm not saying you wouldn't absorb a major part of the new contracts cap hit in 2023, but you would absorb some of it. So yeah. I, and I think it, it gets done. Here's my question too. And I think it's worth broaching because while some of the key players are gone, they're not all gone, you know, to go back to what you said, Chip, when we're talking about a guy who's going to ask for quarterback, money, which Justin Jefferson is going to. I think you're a thousand percent right. You know, the Vikings with the Wills and Brzezinski, who is still here, um, really went out on a very interesting limb in 2018 with Kirk by guaranteeing the entire contract. That is where the National Football League obviously uh, is different from hockey, basketball, and baseball, where it's so lacking is so many of these contracts are fraudulent because there's so much unguaranteed cash. I think the most important thing it might not be the eye-popping number that Justin Jefferson asks for. I think it's going to be look at the guarantees because I think he's going yeah. to ask for a ton of it guaranteed. And remember, with the Cousins contract, the Vikings set that precedent. First ever fully guaranteed contract. Yeah, I wonder if they'll do that for a non-quarterback. Now, Jefferson's a They'll try talent. not to. <laughs> they'll try not to. Uh, the league obviously doesn't want to get in the habit of doing that <laughs> uh, for obvious reasons. Right. Um, but... Jefferson's such a unique player, obviously, on the field. But think about what he means to that franchise. By far, not even a close second, your most popular player. Um, and just the production on the field and what he means, uh, you know, just in terms of being the face of the, the organization now. Uh, you know, guys getting MVP votes as a, as a wide receiver. So he has all the leverage. <laughs> he does. I mean, he absolutely has all the leverage. And so, um, you know, Brzezinski's really good at what he does, and he's been creative, and, and uh, we've seen that time and time again over 
however many two decades he's been here in terms of how he can structure contracts and it's way above my pay grade and trying to understand it. But I agree that it wouldn't surprise me because they've done this. They've gone down this route with the Garretine buddy, that that might be something that, that Jefferson's that I'm not even sure who his agent uh, agency is. Um, but that might be something that they're more inclined to look at versus, you know, the traditional uh, contract structure. And I think where JJ also has them uh, over a barrel is, is this, you know, Kirk is not the long-term solution here. It's going yeah. to be probably a quarterback who they draft. So you are going to say, look, if you're Brzezinski, the Wilfs, Quazy, and to a certain extent, O'Connell, look, here's here's the deal. First of all, you guys want to draft a quarterback. And if it's a first-round QB, that means five years of team control. And so you want that young quarterback, who you perceive as your future, to have the best possible receiver to work with, right? Yeah. And And the salaries at that point get flipped because that young QB – is not going to be breaking your bank for at least five years, at which point Jefferson's career will probably be winding down. The point is you can make the argument that the Vikings need Jefferson for the future and they need to make it work because technically it really can work because you're not going to ultimately be paying a quarterback in perpetuity. Will there be one year of overlap with if they extend Kirk with Jefferson and him in no. terms of the big – They they so would take be more... 24 – he goes through 24 with his rookie contract. Now you will give him more with this contract, but the killer hit won't kick in until 25. Okay. So you, when Kirk should then, be gone. Yeah, I would think it. So what I think they do is with Kirk, um, two years, right. Play this year. I just don't know. I, I don't, I don't think you have the ammunition to move up and draft a quarterback this year. I'm with you. And I was just looking at mock drafts this morning. I, I was mocking this this uh, morning. Yes, I love you. For um, but I saw a lot of them that had, you know, four quarterbacks going in the top 10. Yes. Uh, so then you get them and you get your quarterback in 24, let him sit a year, right? Kind of a redshirt year. And then presumably under that timeline, he's your quarterback in 25. Yes. Does that timeline make sense? The timeline makes sense. And I, I actually think that if, and this is what's so dicey about this entire conversation. The way I see it is you're going to try to get your quarterback next year in the draft ideally and you're going to find a you're going to have to find a way to do that. That's the issue yeah. here, Chipper. This team is so stuck in the middle, right? Cuz like like you could do things to purposely try and almost just pull yourself back financially to create room by being worse in 2023 or at least planning to be worse, but they don't do that. Well, that's not their intent. Now I'll say this. There's going to be a regression because I just don't see this team winning 13 games again next year. Um, I, I think everything broke right their way this year. And um, so I think there's the schedule's a lot harder, right? Yeah. Um, First place schedule. Yeah. And so now does that mean they're going to win five games? I don't think that's going to happen, but they seem like they're going to be in that, you know, nine and eight realm, you know, that seemed, you know, 10 wins, 10 right? And seven. 10, 10 and 7, something like that. Yeah. Will it, it require cherry and a player including in there? I mean, I know that doesn't, you know, I don't know how much that helps you, but the teams that are getting the quarterbacks they want are bottoming it out, and I don't think this team's going to bottom out. Right. And I don't know that they're going to have the ammunition to, to move up. Maybe they mortgage the future and just say, you know what, we'll deal with the future in the future and we'll give away, you know, future first rounders to, 
um, try to move up and get that that quarterback they want. But that, that's what's going to be fascinating, fascinating to me is see what Quasi's succession plan is here. Yes, and how he's going to go about getting this quarterback. Yep, and that that's what I I was uh, t- talking to Phil and AJ about today is I also think like we have no idea what this franchise plans with Quasi in control and O'Connell. Um, with you know by the end with Spielman, you had a pretty good idea of what Rick was going to do, and probably more importantly, yeah. what he struggled with. But we don't know. Yeah. So like there are so many un answered question the only thing i'm assuming until it happens on purpose or it looks like it's on purpose the only thing i'm going to assume is that what you just said is correct is which is the wilfs never have an intention of bottoming out so like that there's not going to be this appetite for let's go ahead and cut all of these guys and it's going to cost us wins but we don't care which is why i think you're right on kirk i think he gets another short-term extension yeah could you see the wilf signing off on say like what the bears did no, no, I, I think yeah, Ryan Paul suggested it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, we know they're fans and we know that they love at least being in the mix. Like they do not want to bottom out. Now it hasn't always, you know, been a playoff, consistent playoff team, but they haven't been a disaster either by and large. Right. And so, um, but this, this off season, I think is going to show us, a lot more about Quasi's vision than last offseason. Last offseason, I just think when you get in and you're trying, you know, there's a million things going on in your head. You're just trying to get settled and figure out what the lay of the land. And so there was the, the hey, let's run it back philosophy. This offseason is going to be more like, okay, what does he, how does he view this roster and where it's going? And that's where I think we're going to see some significant roster turnover with, with veterans. Um, with maybe, you know, uh, you know, salary dumping on, you know, some of these guys and going younger, um, particularly on defense. So I think we'll have a better idea of what Boise wants to do uh, here in the short-term future. If we don't, it's a huge tell as well. Like if you go through that, that list and they, if they try to restructure guys who they probably should cut, that's a tell, yeah. you know, and that's also a tell of who's in charge. Well, it, if they went that route, it would be basically saying they think 13, you know, wins is able to be duplicated if you have these same guys here. And and I just, I don't want to say it's fool's goal because that's not fair, but um, 13 wins with one of the worst defenses in the NFL is not sustainable. Right. I mean, it's just not. So, um, and I, and I don't think, I don't, in their, I mean, even though they fired Ed Donatel, I don't think that they believe he was the sole problem. I think they know that it's a personnel issue too. So, um, but that, you know, some of these mock drafts I had, I saw a couple of them, I think, uh, had them taking a wide receiver in the first round. I know you'd be on board with that, but I just. If you sign a cornerback in free agency because you've cut guys. Yeah. If you don't, I don't, if, if you don't, sign a cornerback, a veteran, or a guy that's c- coming out of his first contract, then I think you have to take take one, right? In the first round? Ye- yes, be- yes. And, but they're going to have a lot of young corners on this, you know, a lot of unproven corners on this team. If, that's why I think you get, you have to go try to find a veteran cornerback because yeah. otherwise you're having four guys uh, 
that are young in their career, right? Uh, assuming Duke Shelley's back, well, he comes yeah. back. Booth, Evans. Uh, if you draft one, I mean that's just a lot of young guys that you know. Dantzler, who's not old yet, but is becoming sort of a suspect as yeah, well. Is, is he in, is he in their plans? I don't know. I mean, he basically lost his. I mean, I know he got you know had the injuries, but right he, when he was healthy, he didn't come back and play that much. So that's why I think they. And if it's not Pat Peterson, which I I think they'll probably move on there. Yeah, I, I think you need to find a twenty six to twenty eight year old corner, twenty five to twenty seven year old cornerback to come in here and be uh, your number one. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. And if you're going to to uh, play man as much as I think Brian Flores is, then Pat P can't come back. Like Pat P was insulated. Yeah. He actually had a good year because of Donatel, which is why I think he was surprised that Ed was not brought back, despite the fact that the building was burning around him. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he can't come back. Um, in, in fact, because I think they tried to play a little bit more man against the Giants in the playoff game, Chip, and yeah. Pat P got exposed. But there's a lot of things like that to what you're saying that I'm really curious about. And, you know, at some point in time, you have to hit a reset or this thing is going to go completely off the cliff. That's the other thing that you have to be very careful about. I know that it worked out in 2022 and they won 13 games. And O'Connell and Kwesi did a great job of changing the culture in that. But you can't just, you know, this is not a sport where you can just continue to try to run things back because, you like guys or you perceive them as good character guys, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, particularly, you know, all the other positions, but to me, like, I'm, I'm just really curious to see what the planet quarterback is. Um, You know, at what point do they, because every year the top three or four guys are going to go in the top 10, right? I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, you're going to see it again this year and there's a run on them. I'm curious to see how, when they start evaluating those guys and how they're going to get into that prime position to select one either, I assume, next year, right? I mean, there's no way they can do it this year, right? Well, not unless they have a – not unless they're going to how... mortgage future drafts. And I, I mean, don't yeah, think... you could do but... it if you traded first-round picks and future drafts, but – Now, if you had a year where you just completely, you know, things just – how everything broke right this year – you know, things just the opposite happens and you're, you know, you get hit with the injuries, you fall apart. Then it's, you know, then it would be easier for you because you're going to draft higher. But if, if they're stuck in that middle, as you said, in that NFL purgatory where, where you're yep. not where they really, love to be. Yeah. Well, you're not a, you know, you're not a true uh, threat in the playoffs, but you're not a 
you're not picking in the top eight. So uh, I, I just want to see how they're going to be able to pull this off in the next couple of years. So as a guy who uh, loves and watches as much college football as you do, Chip, take me through those quarterbacks. Like, who do you really like? I, I mean, we, we talk about Richardson because he might drop, but now it looks like he might size, not. Yeah. And he's got good size, but I, there's a- accuracy problems. Who do you watch and say, that guy really translates to me? I loved watching Bryce Young play. I mean, he's, I know there'll be knocks on his size, but man, he was, I watched him when he played Tennessee and just, and, and he just, the guy just makes plays. Um, I really love uh, a lot about him. Sounds like he's, you know, the thing that, you know, him and Stroud will get knocked on. It's like, wow, you got Alabama talent, Ohio State talent. Look at the receiver he's throwing to. Sure. And I, I'll, I'll buy that a little bit. You know, yes, you're you have five star talent around you, and the NFL guys, but I think that's uh, also a little bit discredit to those guys. So, but I Bryce Young, I, I really like a lot. Um, I, I didn't see Levis from Kentucky a whole lot. Um, sounds like he's going to be the fourth guy that's in that group. Um, Richardson will be the most intriguing because of his size and all the you know the the physical tools that he'll bring that he brings. Um, so. It just probably depends on what teams are looking for there, you know, uh, how they value their skill sets. But um, I think Bryce Young's a winner and just a terrific player. Size is, is size a problem though, or no? Do you think at this level? Well, everybody told me Russell Wilson was too small. Yeah, you know, and I and I kept saying, well, well, he was last Wisconsin, year. Chip. Yeah, well, for the Broncos, was, he was way too small and and not very good. Too, yeah, and I, I always said I. It, it, like, do you think Wisconsin has tiny offensive linemen? I mean, he, met, he right. had a pretty good year with those six, seven, three hundred and thirty pound linemen, um, and so that one always kind of—if you can move and create, you know, your your own windows and all that—I I don't think it's that big a problem. But that'll be something that he gets, you know, that people will really have to think long and hard about. But I, you know, it didn't—it wasn't a problem in Alabama. I'm going to give you. It, Sorry, Chip, go, I mean, go is, is the size any that much different in, in, at out, you know, at Alabama than what you're going to see in the NFL? Probably not, but it does freak out scouts. It does, yeah. I mean, I know it does. I mean, they get and, hung up on it. Yep, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I look more at the production. All right, Chip Scoggins, I'm going to give you a list of players under contract to the Vikings. I'll run through them one by one, and you tell me who you think is a Viking, not a Viking, or has a restructured contract by the time free agency starts, okay? Let's do it. It's a game. Spin the wheel. It's a game. Spin the wheel, and we'll start in or- with Orlando, Florida resident Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, is is he <laughs> with the Vikings? Is he, 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 lives, he lives down there. He wants to be a pro golfer. He blew us <laughs> off years ago. We just didn't know about it. Um I thought he lives in Woodbury, right down the street from me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where that's where uh, some extended season, family yeah. <laughs> members probably live, and I'm sure that they'll wave to you, or they might flip you off these days. I, I don't see know. his house a lot. A kid I coach do, uh, lives across the street from. Um, but what is your uh, what is your opinion starting with Adam Thielen? Jed, I'm gonna say no. Not a Viking. I'm gonna say yeah, not a Viking. Um, I just think at this point. In their plans, now whether he agrees with it or not, he's their fourth option. And I just don't know uh, what the, you know, how much you're willing to pay a guy that you see as your fourth. I mean, because by the end of the year, he was 
clearly they're number four. So I don't, I don't know how much they'd be willing to pay and how much he would be willing to accept as a pay cut. And I was going to say, I think some of the problems start with the fact that he sees that he sees himself personally as the, the number two. And yeah. so they're going to say, no, you're the four. And so I think there's going to be a pride thing beyond yeah. the contract, which, you know, involves pride as well. Uh, Harrison Smith. I think he restructures and stays. I agree with that. Zadarius Smith, who, who you can, by the way, by, <laughs> by cutting, save $12.2 million on. I thought you were going to tell me that uh, his house is on the market, which our big guessing reported. Which is... Doogie, Doogie found out that he didn't like the house. Oh, so it's not even. <laughs> Doogie sources say that, Her- that, that Zadarius is cutting the house. He doesn't wow. like the house. So it's a house just, problem. It's a house problem, not a. He's releasing the house. Um, Jed, I'm going to say no. I agree completely. I think they do bring back with, well, I think they restructure or, or extend Daniil Hunter, but I yes. think, I think Z is gone too. Yeah. Delvin Cook. No. I just don't. I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't see I agree that. completely with that one. Well, I just don't see it at that position and you know what the thing yeah. was too if he had had a good overall year like if he had caught a bunch of passes i'd be like okay this sort of works but when you're making that much to be somewhat yeah. surprising to me what turned into a pure running back in the offense i think he's gone. well they were what 27 in in carries yeah. i just don't know i don't know that that's uh paying a running back that kind of money is is in their plans eric kendricks no you think he goes elsewhere? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yes. Like yeah. I don't think he thinks he's done, but man, yeah. That that was hard to watch cuz when that guy was at the top of his game, he basically was to me a hybrid of a safety and linebacker. Yeah. And the guy we saw last year was nowhere near Just, that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next one, Jordan Hicks, fellow linebacker. No. And the last one, Actually, you save if you cut this guy three point one million dollars. CJ Ham. No. Okay. You just saved a ton of money. Congratulations. Yeah. You just did a. Why does bring them all back now? And Sullivan's you, on that I, list too, right? Shannon Sullivan. Uh no he he's he his contract was a one year contract. He's done. Oh yeah, so he's yeah. And you know what? Bye bye. No. Yeah yeah. He's not coming back. I keep telling Phil this, and this is the one thing that drives me crazy. They need to go get a really good nickel corner. I, yeah, I'm amazed. Yeah, at, I'm amazed in 2022 into 23 that we still see teams are like, I'll fill that position. No, is, that's yeah, one of the most important positions. I mean, I know the instructive thing to me was when we were together on the beat. Antoine Winfield put on a clinic there. I know he well, he was a Pro Bowl player at it. You know, he was the the guy who kind of set the mold for what you want there. It'll be interesting. I, I said no to everybody but Harrison, right? Yes. Yeah, you cut the rest of the team. <laughs> Brutal. What type that might of, be aggressive. What type of family guy <laughs> are right. you? All these people have to right. uproot, uproot their families, you SOB. That, that might be too much cutting. No, I, don't I think know, you're but, right. Uh, no, I, I think I, you hit it. I, I just It just feels like this is a time where they're going to turn the roster over. And, you know, a lot of it depends on, obviously, how they feel about um, – the depth guys, are they ready to step into those those starting roles? A lot of us, uh, not that you want to have eight rookies playing anyways, but, you know, um, 
you know, they, they can only do so much in the draft with what four picks right now. I'm sure they might get a compensatory. They'll get a compensatory pick, but yeah, five yeah. picks. Right um, but yep. that would require you to be very aggressive in free agency. If you're going to yes. let go of those guys, because you got to plug the holes, you know, if this list survives, like if, if four are kept or something, I smell a Chip Scoggin Star Tribune column about a <laughs> lack right. of aggressiveness from Egan. That's what I think is going to happen. So That's right, yeah. All right, sir, we will talk to you next week as the Combine gets underway. Thank you uh, much. And, of course, check out Chip's work in the Star Tribune. AJ, thank you. This has been Purple Access.